Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. We learned in the previous episode that we can receive the prophetic word by worship. And the fact that God's word of prophecy to us must lead us to a place of worship. In this episode, let's examine the second principle. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and the verse number 3, Paul writes and mentions the three important functions of the prophet. He says, He that prophesies speaks unto men to edification, number one, to exhortation, number two, and to consolation, number three. Other versions would say edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, we actually see these expressed in the prophetic word that Mary received in Luke chapter 1, verse 28 to 38. We see over there edification. Edification means to build up. It's almost like building a building. And so when God's word comes to you, it must build you up. It must not tear you down. It must build you up. The next principle there is exhortation. And so the word of prophecy to you, it exhorts you. It lifts you to a higher plane. It takes you to where you ought to be in life. God's word comes to give you a push to where God wants you to be. The next principle there is comfort or consolation. God's word comes to you to comfort you. If you are down and in sorrow, go to the word. The word of prophecy to you brings you consolation. It wipes tears from your eyes. It clears confusion in your mind. It brings you to a place of comfort. What a blessing. If you've got time, read Luke chapter 1, verse 28 to 38, when Mary received the prophetic word regarding the birth of Jesus Christ. We see in that portion of scripture how that the angel even addressed Mary and said, Greetings, favored one. Oh, how beautiful. That already is edification. She was built up to hear these words from the angel of the Lord. That is what prophecy does to you. The Bible makes us to understand that Mary was confused and perplexed about all of these. And the angel continued to give her some more exhortation and comfort. In fact, when Mary said, how can these things be? In her confusion, the angel brought her a word of comfort and said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the power of the highest will make this possible in your life. And so we can see the prophetic word bringing edification unto Mary. We can see the prophetic word bringing exhortation unto Mary. And we can also see the prophetic word bringing comfort to Mary. But here is the principle that we need to learn today. Remember, this episode is about how we receive the prophetic word. Previously, we said worship. So principle number two. In Luke chapter 1, in the very last verse, after Mary had received all these powerful words of prophecy from the angel of the Lord, what did Mary do? The Bible said, And Mary replied unto the angel, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed 
from her. Let's read that again. Mary said, Behold, the born slave of the Lord, may it be done unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. In other words, let it be done to me as you have said. Let it be fulfilled in my life as you have declared. May it be done unto me according to your word. These were Mary's words in response to the words of prophecy that she received from the angel. And so, ladies and gentlemen, principle number two of how we can receive the prophetic word is by verbal agreement. Verbal agreement. When you receive the word of the Lord, we must learn to agree verbally to his word. We must learn to declare like Mary did, let it be done unto me according to your word. For instance, if I declare to you right now that God is going to be a blessing to you in the name of Jesus, I would expect you to receive that word and agree verbally and say, let it be done unto me according to your word. And so when you go before God in the scriptures and you begin to read the word of the Lord and God speaks to your heart through his word, it is a good time to actually verbalize your agreement with the word. It is a good time to declare and even speak it out loud and say, Amen, I receive it. Let it be done unto me according to your word. <laughs> I do this a lot. When I'm reading the Bible in my private chamber, and the word of the Lord stirs up in my heart from the scriptures, I verbalize my agreement and I say, I receive it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That is verbal agreement. Now, you will know that when David brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem and gave thanks to the Lord, something David did, he invoked God's prophetic word to Abraham in his thanksgiving prayers. And the Bible said afterwards that all the people said, Amen, and they praised the Lord. Let's read it in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and the verse number 36. Now the Bible says, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting even to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Oh, how glorious! How powerful that when they had received the prophetic word, the Bible said all the people agreed verbally. They all declared, Amen. The word Amen means let it be. In other words, just like Mary said, let it be done unto me according to your word. In this portion of scripture we've just read, all the people said, Amen, which means let it be. And then the Bible said, and they praised the Lord. So just as we saw last week's episode, that worship is an important instrument in receiving the prophetic word, and today we are seeing in the Bible that verbal agreement is another important ingredient in receiving the prophetic word, what do we see in this version of scripture? The Bible says, then all the people said, Amen. Number one, they verbally agreed. And number two, they worshiped. And so verbal agreement and worship must go hand in hand in how we receive God's prophetic word unto us. Let's take it a step further. In Nehemiah chapter 8 and the verse number 6, 
The Bible says, Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. With the raising of their hands, they then kneeled down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Oh, how beautiful and glorious this is again. As the people heard God's word, they received the word and verbally agreed and said, Amen, Amen. Friends, listening to me today, when you receive God's word, how do you respond to it? When you go to church and the man of God or the woman of God speaks God's word to you, how do you respond to it? When you are in your prayer chamber and God speaks to your heart, how do you respond to it? When you are reading the Bible in your own private time and the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart through his word, how do you respond to it? Can I suggest to you, when you hear God's word, when you receive God's prophetic word, we must verbally agree by declaring, Amen. We must verbally agree by declaring, like Mary said, May it be done unto me according to your word. And then we must go into a place of worship. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Now, why is that important? Why is verbal agreement with God's word important? Now, we must learn to use our words to receive from the Lord. We must learn to use our mouth to receive from Him. How you react to God's word by your mouth can change everything in your life. In fact, you can actually set a trap for yourself with your mouth. And later, that trap that you have set for yourself, it will then catch you afterwards. How do I know this? Let's look at the book of Proverbs, chapter 6 and the verse number 2. The Bible says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Now that is in the Old King James English. But let me read that again for you in the Brenton Septuagint translation, which is almost like, uh, uh, you know, translated from Greek, if you like, from the Latin, if you like. Now, the Bible says here, For a man's own lips become a strong snare to him, and he is caught with the lips of his own mouth. Let's have a look at Young's literal translation. Now, sometimes it is good to compare the various English translations because they translate the original language, the original Greek language, you know, very, very nicely in different ways. Although the essence of the translation remains the same, the various translators capture them differently. And so sometimes for clarity, I would like to go through different versions, different translations to obtain a better picture. And so in the Young's literal translation, the Bible says in Proverbs 6 verse 2, has been, has been snared with the sayings of thy mouth and has been captured with the sayings of thy mouth. What about one of my favorite translations, the New American Standard Bible? If you are looking for a good translation of the Bible, by the way, can I encourage you to get the New American Standard Bible? That is a very good translation, especially the 1995 version. Now, that one says in Proverbs chapter 6 and the verse number 2, 
It says, if you have been snared with the words of your mouth and have been caught with the words of your mouth. Now, let's take a pause over there. I have read four different translations of the same verse and they all seem to be saying the same thing. One important thing is clear. With your mouth, you can set a trap, a snare, and with that same trap, it can catch you afterwards. Is it possible, therefore, friends listening to me today, that you have set a trap for yourself with your own mouth? Is it possible that you have set a trap for yourself, for your life, for your future, for your children, for your family, for your health? You have set a trap for yourself by the things that you have been saying concerning yourself, concerning your job, concerning your family, concerning your spouse, concerning your business, and so on and so forth. If you wake up and say, these, my children, are so naughty, they are so difficult, you are setting a trap for yourself and that trap will catch you afterwards because you have set a trap with your own name written upon it with your own mouth, saying that your children are stubborn and so later on, when you see them being stubborn, who are you to blame? You blame yourself. Similarly, if you say things are so difficult for my life, you have just set a trap of difficulty for yourself. A few days time or a few months time or a few years later, that same trap you have set for yourself will come back to bite you. And scripture says, with the mouth you set a snare and that snare catches you afterwards. So friends, what does this mean? The Bible also makes us to understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat of its fruits. Friends listening to me today, we are talking about receiving the prophetic word by verbal agreement. And so if you can set a trap of evil for yourself by your own mouth, or you can set a trap of good for yourself by your own mouth, by declaring God's word over you, by declaring words of blessing over you, by speaking good things concerning your life, concerning your health, concerning your family, concerning your spouse, concerning your children, concerning your job, declare good things, speak God's word of blessing over your life. You are setting a good trap for yourself and it will catch you later on. I want to be caught in a trap of blessing. I want to be trapped in a, in a, in a, in, and be caught in a trap of good things. I want to be trapped and caught in a trap or a snare of the blessing of the Lord in my life, in every aspect of my life. And so with our mouth, we must verbally agree with the prophetic word. God's word to us are words of prophecy. We must declare with our mouth, I receive it. I receive this into my life. Amen and amen. Let it be done unto me according to your word. When you verbally agree with God's word to you, you are setting a good trap for yourself. A trap of blessing. A trap of miracles. A trap of divine goodness all around you and around your family. Shall we learn today to begin to receive God's word and verbally agree with God's word in our lives. May the blessing of the Lord be with you. May his grace multiply over you. May his anointing not depart from you. May the devil's works in your life be far away from you. May your household be blessed. May you receive your healing. 
May the grace of the Lord shower upon your life. In the name of Jesus, I declare these words of prophecy over your life in Jesus' name. How many know that there is a good time to verbally agree with that and say amen? Or it's a good time to say, let it be done unto me according to your word. It's exactly as we have learned and that is just an example I have shared with you. The Lord bless and keep you. If you are listening to me for the very first time, we've been looking at how we can receive the prophetic word. Today's second principle is the principle of verbal agreement. But for you listening to me today the first time, if Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, this wouldn't make any sense to you. I invite you to use that same mouth in confessing him as Lord over your life. The mouth that we use to agree verbally with his word, that word to you today is you must be born again. And so to agree with that word, please pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself, but I do know that you sent Jesus, your son, to die for my sins. He was a sacrifice on my behalf. I thank you for, the, for Jesus Christ. And I pray today and I believe that on the third day when he was crucified and he died and was buried, you raised him from the dead so that when I trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. From today, I declare I belong to you. I no longer belong to a life of sin. I belong to you. Make me yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please share this podcast and I will see you again in the next one. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.